Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? Oh, feeling great and equal today. Very. Are you feeling like just a little bit above other people today? Because no. I only have to work until December to make that much money. But, you know, today's equal payday, so, mm. you know, everyone else is catching up. Yeah. Really, it should be an over. It it should keep rolling over every year. So next year's should be, uh, what in the middle of June, I guess, something like that. Honestly, we should look historically. Yeah. So that, you know, they basically could take the next ten years off, probably. Yeah, like back pay. But yeah. Okay. Rest it's equal, equal pay. Ba- restitution. Equal back pay. I gotcha. Yeah. Hey, by the way, this is Good Morning Liberty, where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. Yesterday was Monday, and it happened to be a day that we didn't want to, so we weren't here. That's in the fine print. We said when we want to. Turns out, that's true. That's what yesterday was. Okay, so that is an example of us doing what we want to do. If you didn't believe us, you do now. Yeah, you're going to learn yesterday, for sure. But anyway, it was Pi Day yesterday. That is true. It was that we took it off in uh, to commemorate Pi Day to commemorate all the circles out there that exist. <laughs> yep, in yep. our land. Well, make sure that you follow, subscribe, do all that stuff. There's tons of links in the show notes. Make sure you visit every single one of them and do all the things that you need to do on we those. A, we have a special challenge to announce. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's part of the links that you're going to put in there. Join GML.com. And what that does is take you to the Discord server, but there's a new incentive because it is March Madness. And so we're going to be giving away a $100 Amazon gift card to the winner of the March Madness Bracket Challenge men's tournament. The men's tournament. That's the, that's the brackets people Clearly, fill out. I don't think we have to say that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, if anybody was curious, that's the one we're going to go with. Not sure. That's just what most people do, mm-hmm. uh, probably because of their bias and stuff like that. But if you go to joingml.com and sign up for the live group, our live group is participating participating in a bracket challenge. And this is a way, one way you could win a $100 gift card. And so go to joingml.com, joingml.com. You only have two days to sign up, I believe. I believe this tournament starts in two days. So you have a day or so. Go do it. Sign up. Uh, you'll see a bracket challenge channel on the Discord where you could submit your bracket at a chance to win a hundred dollar, hundred dollar Amazon it. gift card. Go capitalism! There we go. And uh, you know we 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 normally do like a weekend recap on Mondays. We didn't get to do that. The only real news I saw over the weekend, uh, biggest news I'm sure everyone has heard. It's uh, around everything is that Tom Brady's coming back for a 23rd season. I mean that's a pretty big deal, mm-hmm. right there. Are you excited about that? Yeah. I, I wish I was more of a betting man. I saw several people get in on and on the books 
for the the Bucks to win the NFC South before mm. the Bucks got a chance to change the odds. So uh, I'm pretty smart there to pay attention to that kind of news. And if you're gambling, yeah, if you're a gambling man or woman, you should have went long on the Bucks. Okay, mm. that's the way to do it. But the anyway, the first real story we're going to talk about because it is March 15th. Today marks equal pay day. I also heard over the weekend that Ukraine and Russia are going to talk again. Yeah, um, they've been they've been talking a little bit. Yeah. We'll see what's going to happen. Um, I you know we've talked uh, quite a bit about all that. We can give updates as stuff goes on. There's a war happening. We don't like wars. Um, I don't uh, happen to like Russia very much and. You know, I bet Ukraine's government isn't all that perfect either when it comes to individual liberty, mm. uh, but they are being aggressed upon right now, and I happen to disagree with that. So that is where I stand on the issue. Anyway, let's get back to more important things like women getting paid well, 73 cents on the dollar. Let me just close the books real quick. Okay. There's one more announcement Okay, for all the fine folks, especially those living close to Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to be at the Libertarian Party uh, convention this weekend. Mm -hmm. That's coming up this weekend. Uh, that's where we're going to interview Scott Horton. We'll probably get a lot more information about foreign policy. Definitely. Uh, from foreign policy himself. Mr. Foreign Mr. Policy. Mr. Scott Horton. Um, and so if you are in the area, um, come by the Libertarian Party convention. And we'll, we'll be we'll taking be questions from people on the private discord. So yet another reason to go to join GML if you have a question for Scott Horton. Any other announcements? That's basically it. Okay, now to the really important thing. Yeah, this go, is go ahead, Charles. This is you. Oh, this is me. This is you. I get to announce the most important thing. Yeah, I wanted you to talk about this. March fifteenth marks equal pay day, but the gender pay gap is far from closing. Have you seen the new commercial that's airing everywhere? I can't remember who. That it all, is. all the commercials are so freaking annoying March, corporate woke right now. March 15th marks equal pay day. It's the amount of time women had to work into 2022 to make the same amount men were paid in 2021 alone. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Women working full-time year-round were paid just 83 cents on the dollar compared with men, according to a new analysis by the National Women's Labor Law Center, which looked at the latest data from 2020. But when comparing all women who worked in 2020 with all men who worked, regardless of hours and weeks, women were paid just 73 cents on the dollar. You so know, we didn't look at hours or weeks or anything like that. Or jobs or anything. What type of jobs, yeah. nothing else. That's definitely the number we should go with We for just sure. took the total amount of money that men made compared to the total amount of money that women made, and they were paid 73, 73 cents on the dollar. Yeah. Which is weird because I feel like we would just hire a bunch of women to save money. I that is something that we'll <laughs> arrive at here in a bit. I'm not saying that there's never been any type of sexism or anything in the workforce, or that there isn't some going on right now. Okay, I'm not saying that. And it is Sam's birthday. Happy birthday, Sam! Happy uh, and it falling on equal pay day, man. You'll never forget it. How about no. that? You'll never forget your own birthday. That is crazy. So, um, you know, I'm not saying that, don't hear what I'm not saying. There's definitely instances of this happening. But um, what is it that we were talking about? We, we mentioned hours. We mentioned jobs. Uh, we mentioned the fact that here's the deal. If you, in fact, let's just say all things, if you get the exact same production from a woman as you do a man, then why wouldn't you just hire all women? 
That's a great way. We get a lot. We've got uh, producer price inflation right now going up. We got prices of everything, labor, all that stuff going up. If you, in fact, get the exact same output, then just hire all women. That is what you would do as a greedy capitalist. Mm-hmm. As a greedy capitalist man who just wants to make as much money as possible, you just want to make sure that you hire all women. Yeah. Problem solved. And and as Nate said, there is there are circumstantial uh, pieces or anecdotal pieces of evidence of this happening where uh, one man and one woman have the same experience, education, and title, and the woman is making less. Uh, that's also true in reverse, by the way. There are some women with the same experience, same titles, same education as a man who are making more than the man. Mm. This happens all over the place. Look, labor is a commodity, folks. I'm not going to say how I know this, but I know that that is, in fact, a fact, and that's all I'm going to go. Let's just say that I know that what Charlie just said is true. Yes. Without... We'll leave it at that, mm -hmm. without getting anyone fired. (laughs) But in case you guys aren't upset enough about this, Mm. just women versus men... I want to divide you even further. <laughs> there's something bigger going on that's yeah. worse. Yeah. Okay. The pay gap is even greater for women of color. Mm. While white women typically made not, uh, 79 cents on the dollar compared to white men, black women made 64 cents on the dollar compared to white men. Why not? What about black men? <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. While Latina <laughs> and Native American women made just 57 cents. Mm. So you white men are really putting the pressure on women of color. The gap also falls across almost all occupations. Women's full-time earnings are less than men's in almost all of the top 20 most common occupations for women and all of the top 20 most common occupations for men, the Institute for Women's Policy Research found. Now that is an, that's an important thing they're doing now because the common thing that we're going to do, which by the way is still true because I went through all of the content on this thing. Well, actually I dug in further because the link that they provided takes you to an article that shows a chart that does not describe the thing that they just said at all. It describes a bunch of other stuff. Okay, but what they're trying to do is take away this argument that they're, oh, well, they're averaging together all jobs, and that's the problem. Well, now they're going in and they're saying, no, actually, across the same jobs, this is what we're running. What's up over there? I don't know if I can repeat this with a live group. (laughs) It is on fire today, (laughs) and I love it. So that that link, by the way. I can repeat what Magoo said. He said, getting close to three-fifths of a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) The... um. The link in there where they said that the full-time earnings for the top 20 most common occupations uh, for women, top 20 most common occupations for men, they provided a link inside of those things. So I went to that and it opened up this chart. And this chart does not show those things. This is a chart of the widest gaps by different occupations. And so you're supposed to think, oh, wow, these are the most common occupations right here between women and men. And the, that's not what this chart is showing at all. It's showing the occupations with the highest gaps. So anyway, uh, yes. In I base w- pay. Yes. And yeah, I went ahead and went in even further into the details, which is what you're not supposed to do. You got but receipts. I did get some receipts. Mm-hmm. So the main, Spill the tea, Nate. the main thing this comes from, when you look at the average here, all full-time workers, these are top 20 most common occupations for women. Uh, women's earnings, 82.3%. And uh, same thing for the 20 most common occupations for men for full-time workers right there. 
there's a problem. Okay, there's a problem with that, and that full-time workers includes hourly workers, and 25% of men working full-time worked 41 or more hours per week compared to only 14% of women worked more than 41 hours per week. So even from, let's see, this is BLS data and then going to uh, AEI right here, uh, which is the, I think, the American Enterprise Institute, they say that basically the whole gap in that number can be accounted for by the amount of hours that people work right there. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know if that matters, but it seems like it does. Yeah. Who knows? Yes. Okay. So you want to go into this article here where they grossly misrepresent? Well, they tell, yeah, this is from another one of those that they take some of this information from. They say male pilots earn almost 27% more than women in the same roles, the study found. In other words, women pilots earn 73 cents for every $1 their male counterparts earn, even when they have the same title and experience. MBA pay. M, like Masters of Business Administration. Now, they say, they say same title and experience. They don't talk about hours worked or, say, miles flown when they're talking about pilots. They just say same title and experience, like years that you've been a pilot. Mm-hmm. But they don't mention whether or not you've are actually worked the same amount of time that the men do. And men are more likely to spend more time working. And by the way, pilots have a massive union. There's a giant pilot's union. I thought unions fixed everything. Anyway, sorry. Well, on the way, so if you don't know anything about piloting, the way that it works is you get to pick your schedule, um, essentially, based on seniority. They'll give you, you have a calendar, and they say, hey, here's the flights that are coming up. And based on seniority, you pick the week or weekends or whatever that you're signing up to fly. And then as it goes on down the list, what's, what's left or whatever, you pick those things. And you can decide... Now, there are regulations about how much time, how much break you have to have and things like that, but you can decide how many hours you want to work, how many flights you want to take. Yeah. You know? That data is not important when we're talking about the total gap. How many flights you actually take, that doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. When it comes to the MBA pay, not basketball, this is Masters of Business Administration, (laughs) the gender wage gap affects all types of women, not only those who earn middle-class wages, Women with MBAs, a degree that can open doors to high-paying jobs in finance and business, have the largest uncontrolled pay gap of any educational background, earning 74 cents for every $1 men earn pay scale found. That hints that women with MBAs may be taking, taking different types of titles or jobs in different industries than men, such as picking positions in the nonprofit se- sector, which tend to pay less. Yeah, so they'll, what they'll do is they'll do the statistic, here's women with MBAs and men with MBAs, and here's the pay gap between the two of them. But then that doesn't account for what jobs they go for with those MBAs. And then here they're pointing out that women are more likely to go in the nonprofit sector. Uh, nope. it's, uh, I don't, there's so many clear ways to refute this narrative that even you get people all the way up to the president talking about Every single year. And it doesn't matter that all the data is just clearly there in front of you. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Well, because no one's going to actually dig into it to see what the different, like, why. Yeah. Like, they're not actually asking the question why. They're just like, okay, is there a pay gap? Yes. True. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so what do you do about it? 
Well, you look into it and you figure out why is there a pay gap? Okay. But no, what they want to do is be like, oh, there's a pay gap. So it must be men oppressing women. You're That's oppressed. the only explanation that we could have. Now, Payscale does do a good job here by saying, quote, our research shows that gender pay gap is multifaceted with many different factors contributing to pay inequity. That also true. Mm-hmm. That, in fact, that's the main reason. <laughs> so this is a uh, pay scale vice president, uh, Lydia Frank. As a result, every woman, every woman experiences the gender pay gap differently depending on her unique identities. So um, there's a bunch of things in here. The snowball effect. Um, the gap tends to widen as women get older. Women ages 18 to 24 earn 1.4% less than men after adjusting for education, occupation, and other factors. But by the time women are in their mid-50s to early 60s, the gap stands at 12.3%. Mm. Chamberlain said that's due to the snowball effect of lower pay as women change jobs over their careers. Or they'll stay in the same place and hardly ever get a raise. Yeah. Whereas men are more often to move or change jobs or careers for differences in pay. Um, what happens is pay gaps can be compound, compounded as people carry over those pay gaps from job to job. So women start out at a lower base, and then that pay gap tends to grow over the years. By the way, <sighs> we're talking about base pays and salaries. I'm not even really talking about total compensation either mm -hmm. uh, during this whole conversation. So there's, I get so annoyed when we just constantly are bombarded by just false, faulty statistics constantly that can easily be disproven. Even data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics easily disproves all of this data, but it really doesn't matter. It's just all about signaling your virtue, talking about how women are oppressed and doing all this BS all the time. Mm -hmm. And I ain't going to stand for it, man. No, I ain't here to put men down. Mm-mm. You know, or women for that matter. Like, and I know, as Magoo says here, you can't spell math without misogyny. <laughs> so it's, I just checked. You can't do it. Yeah, it's difficult. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I'm not here to put down any person. And the, the fact that we are creating days like this that pit men, men and women against each other mm -hmm. is disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting, in my opinion. I. My true desire is for every single human being, regardless of gender, which I didn't know women existed till today, because <laughs> uh, I thought that we were, I thought gender was. Wow, fluid. this is a very transphobic day, actually, it, now that I think about it. Super transphobic. Wow. Um, anyway, so, but if we're going to recognize women as women. Which who knows whatever, what that even means. Whatever that means. Yeah. We're just going to go with today's definition. Um, my hope is that all human beings can literally make the most amount of money, be as rich as humanly possible in whatever endeavor they decide to take on and provide as much value to society and live the best life possible, whatever, you know, actually, I'm, I'm just going to say this. We're in, uh, my, my wife is looking at applying for a new job and, uh, today actually, and I think she's going to get it. And we have been discussing a lot back and forth on how to negotiate the pay. You've been mansplaining to her how to exactly, negotiate things. Exactly. Yeah. But it's interesting, the conversation. And she's like, well, you know, I've made this much and like, you know, I could go up like this much. Or what? I was like, no, no, no. 
No, that's not how you think about it. Who cares what you're making now? Yeah. What's the salary range average for this job? Whatever it is. Now, what's interesting about this specific title is literally the range is like, I don't know, 300%. It goes from like 40,000 to 120. And she's like, well, what do you think I should ask for? And all this, I'm like, 120. <laughs> like you, you should literally get like, ask for the very top. What's the worst they're going to say? They're going to come back and be like, yeah, we were thinking about paying, you know, 65 for this job or whatever. I'm like, it, who cares? You ask for the, the literal top that you can think of. And so when it comes to negotiating tactics, which is this says right here, confidence gap, there's also a confidence gap between men and women. More men describe themselves as confident in negotiating a pay raise than women describe themselves. Women describe themselves, mm -hmm. by the way. They're also more likely than women to plan to ask for a pay raise in the next 12 months, Glassdoor found in a survey. When they ask women, hey, do you plan to ask for a pay raise in the next 12 months? The women were less likely to ask for that. At the same time, women are less likely to feel fairly compensated than men. Um, that may suggest women are aware that male colleagues with similar experience and qualifications are earning more than they are. Probably the same women that said that they weren't going to ask for a pay raise also answered saying that they feel less uh, fairly compensated right. than men. Now, I know a lot of folks will say, and I've heard this quite a bit, which is like, <laughs> well, they shouldn't have to do that. You know, <laughs> you shouldn't, you, you should just pay people the same out of the graciousness of your heart. This is where you, you have to understand economics. Right. And the reason why I say labor is a commodity is because labor is a cost to the production of goods and services. Okay. What you're doing when you're competing in a free market is you're trying to produce goods and services, the, the highest quality goods and services at the cheapest price possible so that you per, can provide value to the most amount of customers compared to your competitors. Okay. Now, if Nate's applying for a job and Bobby is applying for a job. Um, Bobby Shea here, Bobby Boucher. McShea, Boucher, yeah. And one's male, one's female. And Nate comes in and he's like, I ain't taking less than 1.5 million. I'm a really bad example because she's more likely to ask for a, well, I'm a just, higher you're a amount male, than I am. You're a male, she's yeah. a female. I negotiate down. And... You know, now I could pay Nate $1.5 in this particular scenario, and, uh, you know, I might still probably do pretty well. And then Bobby comes in, and I'm like, hey, what's your salary expectations? And she's like, well, you know, I'll take four to 500 somewhere around there. I'm happy with that. Who, obviously, am I going to go with in this situation? If, if I can get the same production value. You're saying the exact same production. The same amount production. of hours worked, the exact same experience, education, everything is exactly the same. Who would I take in that position? I, I'm going to save myself a half a million dollars per year yeah. that we could use to invest in more products and people and services and everything else to make it more efficient. And so it, this is a big deal because you have to understand all of these nuances, all of the multifaceted points of data to understand why the pay gap exists. Does the pay gap exist? Yes. Why? Lots of reasons. And it's not primarily men oppressing women. And I, that, I'm so sick of that narrative. I'm so sick of 
toxic masculinity. And as Jordan Peterson puts it, which I like a lot, he's even said this in many interviews, which is where's the equity in bricklayers? You know, where's, I got to tell you, we're building a house right now. I haven't seen a single woman. Well, it's because of sexism. I haven't seen a single woman building my house. Our designer is a female, Kelly. She's great. Cool. Fun to work with. Uh, haven't seen a single, in fact, I haven't single, I haven't seen anyone else actually put together, like put together my house at all. That's not a male. And I'm, I'm upset about it actually. I'm, a, I'm, I'm never going to go there because of that actually. Yeah. Uh, I have a solution though. What we need to do is a counter movement. I was talking to Charlie about this earlier and we're going to have to start this. We're going to have to have equal I think you know, I have equal pay day on March 15th to signify how much longer women had to make to work to make the same as men for the same work, uh, apparently. I think what we should do as a counter movement is we'll have equal Labor Day, and I think men should protest somewhere towards the end of October every year to protest the fact that uh, we've got to keep working for the rest of the year to make up for the uh, lack in productivity from women. Mm. That's what we're going to have to do. Mm. And we have to keep working to make up for this labor gap that we're dealing with right now. Let me know if you guys all want to sign on with that. I'm sure it's going to be a really big movement and not going to be talked about negatively whatsoever. So I honestly think we should idea. change the name of the day to theft day. Mm -hmm. This is how long you had to work to for free for your government. <laughs> that's actually what for that's everyone. probably why we're doing this is just to <laughs> direct the attention away from the fact that uh, you've been working for free this whole year while that's, the government takes your money. Exactly. All right. And you only get to keep the next couple months. What did we get out of this? I don't know. I think we're just going to divide each other up and uh, we'll try to not go to war with each other. And we'll, we'll see. I think that maybe we should just discuss the facts and let's have some logic here, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> are you telling, are you telling women oh, to calm down? Ma'am. Yes. Everyone, <laughs> everyone calm down. <laughs> Okay, next story. <laughs> next story. Well, can we finally talk? This is from Wa WAPO. Hang on, Todd says, Nate, you run with that. I do keep my divorce lawyer on speed dial. <laughs> is that still a thing, speed dial? Yeah, yeah, it's still a thing. And your favorites. In your, oh, favorites. Your faves now, yeah. is what's going on. Can we finally talk hey, about Siri, freeing? Can we finally talk about freeing ourselves from fossil fuel tyranny? From the WAPO. Mm. So all this stuff going on around the world, prices going up a bunch, although oil did drop quite a bit. Was it something that you shared or I saw maybe on another libertarian post about how your electric car won't start because your social score isn't high enough? I think that was being libertarian that, <laughs> that did that. Yeah. yeah Which, know. I mean, they could do that to your they, other, yeah. other cars, do the same thing. But I get the idea. It's a funny idea. So can we finally talk about moving toward real energy independence? I don't mean by drilling domestically for more oil. I'm talking about moving away from our dependence on fossil fuels that are sold on global markets and will always leave us at the mercy of dictatorial regimes and overseas crises. We're caught in a cycle that prevents us from thinking in a sane manner about the problems we face. The news is saturated in stories about rising gas prices, and Republicans know exactly how to use that to their advantage. 
To no one's surprise, they've been quite open about their plan, which has been the call Biden week for not banning Russian oil imports. Then when he decided to go ahead and ban those imports, blame him for any increase in gas prices that followed. I'm not going to say that's not part of the strategy. This is one of the few smart political moves I've seen them make in a little while. <laughs> Along the way, Republicans have propagated another lie that the Biden administration has somehow choked off oil production here in the United States. And if only it would allow more drilling on public lands, then production would skyrocket and gas prices would plunge. This is simply false. We already debunked that. Yeah, we talked a lot about yeah, it. Last week. Now imagine you drove an electric car or just a hybrid. You'd be feeling pretty smart right now as you zipped past gas stations whose prices are going up every day. Kind of like the talk show host. Uh, come, yeah, like, like, Stephen, like Stephen, Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert. That doesn't mean you'd be completely immune to the broader inflation that increases when gas prices rise. That's the only reason we've had inflation because gas prices have been going up, by the way. But the more electric and hybrid vehicles we buy, the more our power plants run on fuel from renewable sources, the more insulated we'll be from disruptions to global energy markets. By the way, you're charging your electric vehicle with coal-powered fire. Yeah. Well, they're going to switch over to all clean stuff, though, Charlie. That's the <laughs> yeah. plan. Yeah. You get behind the whole plan. It still takes oil and gas to run your electric there are powerful Grids. forces and cynical politicians who want to keep us from ever reaching that future. And if we don't focus on what it would take to get there, they'll keep winning and we'll all keep paying the price. Now, here's... So we need the Green New Deal, folks. That's what we need. Yes. Here's the annoying part of this whole conversation right here. I tweeted about this earlier. Energy independence. So this idea, we're going to switch over the green energy to clean energy, and we're going to be energy independent once we do that. There's just a... There's a slight, there's one little thing, one small little thing. Doesn't it still take materials to make all of those things? Like solar panels and batteries and wind turbines and all that. Don't we still have to use materials mm. from the earth to put together and then produce those things? No, I learned at, um, I learned in my physics class, Nate, that energy just is. It just appears? Yeah. Right in front of you? You, you can just make a a loop of energy that never mm. ends and you don't have to produce it. Well, in this case, and you know, so all this material stuff, it just, I don't understand it. Yeah. This is just big solar putting out this stuff, actually talking about the materials that they need. Mm -hmm. So you got to have the, here's the, 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 just the thing that people have to talk about just because you switch away from oil doesn't mean that you're not still dependent on a bunch of other materials for the green energy. That's a really no. annoying part about this whole thing. They're not fossil fuels. They're fossil minerals <laughs> now. Exactly. <laughs> Copper, cobalt, um, nickel, nickel, lithium, chromium, zinc, aluminum. All this stuff goes in to especially batteries, making solar panels, making wind turbines. All of that stuff. You got to have all these things. And guess what? We're not at the top of the list for producers of those things either. Mm -mm. In fact, there's still a bunch of other countries that we don't exactly like a whole lot that are at the top. Some, some countries here that are fine. You know, this is copper. This is uh, Chile and then Russia and then Japan. You know, they're fine nowadays. The Congo, Kazakhstan, Stan, Australia, uh, Ch China. Peru. Peru's fine. I'm fine with Peru. Nickel, uh, let's see, number one export by country and billions of U.S. dollars. Russia. Ban it. Yep. Canada. <sighs> Just buy from those dictators up there. And then the USA. <laughs> then we got Germany, Norway, UK, Finland. There's certainly other countries in there that are fine. But we, 
None of this means that we become energy independent because he's still got to make the stuff to create that energy afterwards. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand this argument that, that hardly anyone's talking about. Like This still takes materials that have to be mined, that still have to be purchased, that are still going to exist on global markets where we're going to be susceptible to global supply shocks for all of these things. The, whoever is bombing who. we get A lot of this stuff comes from China. You think when China invades Taiwan... Here in the next year or so, are we going to do any sanctions or anything at that time? I don't know. Probably not sanctions on China, but maybe some more tariffs. Maybe we'll start buying less stuff from them. Who knows? The point is, that's not independence. That's shutting off the the consumption of oil. That doesn't mean energy independence. Those are different things. Mm. Those are totally different things. We didn't announce a ban on Russian nickel, which seems to be the number one producer. Yeah, that's (laughs) weird. By country in the billions of U.S. dollars. Yep, yep, yep. So, crazy, crazy. Good news for Tesla, you know, and battery makers, people like that. Well, except for the prices, like stuff on nickel and all that, those prices have gone up an insane amount over the last couple of weeks, too. Mm-hmm. Musk was just talking that Tesla and um, and SpaceX were dealing with a lot of inflation in their supplies for their materials right now. And so they're going to be dealing with a lot higher prices on all of that. That's the other thing is those prices shoot up. It's not, it's not exactly as if oil shoots up. And so the whole world decides to switch to clean energy. And so everyone shifts over the buying the materials to make clean energy and the prices, all that stuff goes down. Right. That's not, that's not what's going to happen. That's not how demand and supply (laughs) works. No, all these things are up more than oil in the last couple of weeks. Okay. That's weird how that happens. Yeah. Isn't that isn't As everyone that shifts from one commodity over to another, mm-hmm. the price of that one is actually going up more than oil is. I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just saying a bunch of crazy stuff right now. I just it seems to be one of the one of those things that doesn't make any sense. And don't forget, I think Joe's right here. Access to energy is especially hard for women <laughs> because they get 78 amps to the to the gigawatt. Yeah. Yeah, I get in it. In the gigafactory. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll work on that. So the voltage, voltage just quite ain't the same. It's a big problem. It's and so I just don't want I don't want us to forget about equal pay day mm-hmm. as we're going through all this other stuff. Equal energy day is going to be a thing too. Mm-hmm. Okay, put so, it on your calendar, folks. You know what I would love to do is take all of this like division and hatred and point it at the actual culprit, which is the government. Mm. You know, like what we really should be mad about is the fact that we're all slaves for three months out of the year. Rather than getting mad at each other for things that are not really inside our control. Yeah, but you get all sorts of good stuff for that forced slavery that the government makes you go through, you know? Yeah. That's good. You get roads to drive on and bridges that collapse. God bless, man. The road to my house is insane. It is so bad. I saw a car car with its wheel ripped off the other day, right after one of the really big potholes. You know, I was was thinking about all the accidents, and I was like, we were talking about that the other night when Mm -hmm. we were going downtown. I'm like, Jesus wonder how many accidents have been caused by just hitting these giant-ass potholes. You know how many accidents it would take on a private road? One. Almost one. Almost one. Maybe not even one. <laughs> Who knows? Almost one. Yeah. They'd be out there. Literally, the people fixing potholes would be following the snow plows. But there <laughs> wouldn't would. even be any snow on the road because the roads would be so advanced, they would be impossible to have potholes. They'd be partially built with salt. Things wouldn't have, be able to melt on them. Or they, they would have metal. They would have uh, heating conductors, mm-hmm. like heated... Bathroom floors. Yeah. They would have that in the woods. It'd be the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, well, let's go into speaking of inflation. Let's talk about that for a minute because we got some data. And they would have foam on the roads, like, like almost like, um, I don't know, like goo type of foam. So if you were to like wreck, it would just like consume and cradle your you car. And then offer you like a and subscription. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Discount afterwards. All kinds, yeah. all kinds of things. You get a 14-day free trial after you run off the but road. But no, let the government steal your money and you should argue about equal pay. Mm-hmm. Because that's the important thing. Not the fact that you're a slave to the freaking government. God, I get so mad. I, get I can so, tell. I hear the anger. <laughs> I get so pissed. I don't even know where to begin. All right. From AP News. Back to oil. Don't want to forget about the ladies, but back mm-hmm. to oil here. U.S. producer prices climbed 10% in February from a year ago. Hmm. So the the production index is up. It's up a little bit. Higher this than is, the inflation index. That's something we'll get into here in a minute, but there's some concerning data. If you're on the left, there's some concerning data right now, which is that consumer price inflation has increased less mm-hmm. than the inflation for the people producing those goods. Isn't that weird? So strange. Wholesale inflation in the United States shot up 10% last month from a year earlier. Another sign that inflationary pressures remain intense at all levels of the economy. Now, remember when this first started, it was just transitory. 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 But also your transitors, like you got to... It was transmissitory. Yes. Transmission. Transmit. Well, it was highly transitory. (laughs) Yeah. It was all just transitory. Mm -hmm. Okay. So remember that. Folks, it was just, it was passing by. It was like, I'm just thinking about highly transitory inflation. <laughs> that's all I can think. That's, that's what I'm renaming it, by the way, because I, because I do what I want. That's the thing. <laughs> I just imagine, like, just imagine we were just a comet passing through the, the solar system and it would be gone after a few days, maybe a month or two. Just transitory, no, no big deal, nothing to worry about, nothing to see here. And then as you notice, they just start to shift the blame onto other things. Like, basically, this doesn't exist. We're going to gaslight you and say, this, nothing to see here. And then, and then once they're caught in their lie. Well, they first started with, actually, inflation would be a good thing for the economy. Yes, I don't know, look yeah. at all the good things that could happen exactly. from inflation. <laughs> and then now, now it's Putin's fault. Mm-hmm. So it's always, always somebody to blame. The Labor Department said Tuesday that its producer price index, PPI, which tracks inflation before it hits consumers, rose 0.8% from January. Wholesale energy prices were up 33.8% over the past year, and food prices 13.7%. By the way, those energy, but it's all prices, just greed. those energy prices don't include the invasion of Ukraine yet. That will be in next month's data. So it's going to be a lot. anticipatory invasion of mm-hmm. Ukraine. Mm-hmm. But clear, it's all just greed, by the way. Not, yep. not anything to do with anything else. Last week, the government reported that surging gas, food, and housing costs pushed consumer prices up 7.9% in February from a year earlier, the sharpest spike since 1982. I'll go into this next article. It's connected. This is from Brad Palumbo over at Base Politics, where he talks about what we started off this whole conversation with. All right. New inflation data reveal yet another red flag. So... These new numbers utterly undercut the Democrats' inflation narrative. From Warden Warren to Bernie Sanders, many progressive Democrats have tried to blame rising consumer prices on corporate greed rather than their reckless spending policies and rampant money printing. Economists across the political spectrum have rejected this notion 
Corporations are no more greedy today than they were five years ago or 20 years ago. The PPI makes this narrative even harder to believe. Think about it like this. The prices facing businesses have risen 10%, but consumer prices have only risen 7.9%, which means someone's taking a loss here. Mm -hmm. So if anything, businesses are eating some of the loss rather than passing it on all on to consumers. The situation hardly seems like price gouging. Of course, don't expect it to actually change the narrative. It was always about politics, not economic reality. And so without folks like Brad and us and people actually diving in to find the receipts and spill the tea, it's really, it's really difficult for the majority of people to even care about the economics. They just go with what the, the main narrative is. Well, you got to have someone and to blame. Right. And it's much easier just to be like, well, this, you know, there's something wrong here and this isn't fair. They said that it was the corporation's fault. Yeah. So and I believe that. It's the easiest person to blame because they're the person that you're paying. So mm. you see that right there. Their prices went up. They clearly raised their prices. Plus, I have all of these people telling me that there's just corporate greed going on right now. As we talked about plenty of times before, corporations are always charging the most amount of money that they can charge for a product to try and make the most amount of money that they can, balancing that out with the volume of sales and all of that stuff. So, yeah, what competing with other people. Competition's a pretty important one right there. Not only have we had these massive supply chain problems due to the response from governments around the world to the coronavirus. We also lost a ton of businesses, which is a part of it that we didn't really talk about a lot. But businesses are incentivized to keep prices lower because of their competition. And you lose a lot of businesses in the marketplace. We know of at least a half a million businesses that closed been, doors forever. It's been quite a few. And you think all around the world, how many businesses closed their doors? There's a lot of competition introduced right there. And so we go through the supply chain. I feel like we need to have just a basic supply and demand podcast episode because when we did our little time in economics even back in high school that was the very first thing we talked about supply and demand the law of supply and demand and people are always trying to get around it like there's some kind of way that you can affect the demand or you can affect the supply and not mess with the overall price of something and you can't do it it's this natural occurrence it's like gravity or something it's just this natural thing that happens it doesn't matter what governments have tried to do throughout history. You can't get around supply and demand. And we killed the supply. We beefed up the demand. And, of course, the prices. You know what I'm, You know what else gets annoying? We're, we, not just us, say Austrian economists, free market economists, whatever they are, Chicago school, whatever, are consistently right about all of this stuff. And somehow, like, it's never what we say it is somehow when they're doing all of this stimulus, we're like, prices are going to go up. We're going to have crazy inflation. Look what they're doing. We're going to have massive supply chain change shortages. We're going to have all kinds of issues. And we get to this point where everything we said was right. No, it's Putin's fault. That's what it was. <laughs> no, it's definitely Putin's fault. Corporate greed. Consistently, people that think along the lines that we do have been calling the shots over and over again for decades and been right after right after right always right about all of these things that are going to happen, and there's always some other excuse for it afterwards. It's getting pretty freaking annoying mm. to me. What do, you, what, do you, what do we need to do more than just being right all the time about everything? What else <laughs> are you expected to do? That's what I want to know. 
Yeah, we got to get better at messaging. Yeah, yes, that's true. We got to, I mean, we have, to, we have to find a way to make the boring stuff not boring. Yeah. But which, pe- I, which I feel like we do. We do a good job. I, I, I feel like we, you, you all let, let us know. Leave us a rating and review and let us know. I feel like we do a pretty good job of making the boring stuff entertaining. Yeah, I think we do okay at that. <laughs> as I try to make it as boring, as awkward as possible. Yeah. Um, the, the, so what they're going to try to do now is there are a lot of people talking about price caps in the market. This is what they always do. All of your socialist, communist, state-controlled economies in whatever fashion, they mess with the supply and demand, mm-hmm. prices spiral, supply chain shortages, people can't afford anything, they pump in more money, the, the prices go up a bunch, and then they come in with price controls and they act like that's going to work. It's not going to work. That's going to make the supply chain even worse. That's going to make the prices go up even further. That's going to mean that you got to put even more stimulus in, which puts in more demand into the economy. Production is the important part of an economy, not the demand, Mm. the actual supply. And we are, if we have ever had any evidence of that being the case, it has been that we started off by killing the supply over the last couple of years. Look at the issues we're having right now with oil and all that crap. It all has to do with supply. That's, that's what it is. You've got to incentivize supply. And I don't mean you got to steal money from one person and give it to another person that's supplying something. You've got to stop preventing people from supplying these things. That is the only or, thing or they pre- can do. Yeah. And we're also preventing them from investing in these types of things. Yeah. Like the reason why there's such an oil shortage right now is because people stopped investing in oil production because of the Green New Deal and every, but the uncertainty of what the government was going to do to them and their money. And they're like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to invest in that. I'm going to lay out $10 billion to put this rig. Like, no. After 2008, there was a 50% reduction in uh, large home builders building homes. Even to this day, they don't want to take the risk. That's what, there's a shortage of about 5 million homes right now, which is why you're seeing prices go up like crazy among other things, right? Inflation and everything like that. But right now, you know, the reason why I don't think we're like 2008 is because there's actually a shortage of homes mm-hmm. being bought right now, which is why you see the prices going crazy like they are. And, and the thing because that was- everyone is so afraid to put their money where they don't think it's going to be safe to, to make a return. Yeah. The thing that would stop the prices from spiraling upwards right now would be the government relaxing all of its restrictions on everything. And that's not going to happen. So those prices aren't going to stop going up. Like I was saying earlier, there's one thing they can do to stop all of this from happening. And that is reduce all of the restrictions that they have on the supply. That's what they can do. All right, let's go. Tomorrow, speaking of this, we'll get into Rent control measures are back as home rents and reach we'll make new sure, highs. We'll make sure to mention that women probably pay more in rent than men. Definitely. You definitely know, do. $79 yeah. to the dollar, mm-hmm. I would bet, mm-hmm. for that stuff. But we do have to go. So I hope you all enjoyed today's show. Equal pay. If you all see some women out there, give them high fives for all the hard work they're doing and not getting paid enough. So maybe a high five will pick them up. Yeah, give them, give them 20 cents. <laughs> give them. see them. Yeah, give them 20 cents out of your dimes. own pocket. Your give them four pocket. nickels, actually. Nickels going up. I don't know if nickels are still actually made out of nickel. but <laughs> Old school nickels. Old school. If you yeah. have an old school nickel, give you better keep those. that thing. Give that woman a cheap-ass nickel. Okay, <laughs> You keep that nickel to yourself. Put it in the battery. If you want to be part of the bracket competition for March Madness, go to joingml.com. That's where you're going to find the Discord. Sign up to be a member, and then you'll get access to fill out your very own bracket and participate in a $100 Amazon gift card giveaway. 
Uh, you don't want to miss that. So join GML.com. Leave us a rating and review and share the show as many times as you freaking can. To all the women in your life, the men in your life, the hit boys it, and girls. Hit the share button until you have no friends left on anything. That's Just right. keep hitting it. <laughs> Just keep yeah. hitting it. And if you do all those things, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning. Liberty. <laughs>